Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to week 11 of the Please Bet on Football Games podcast. Nice. I'm your host, Alex, here with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how are you today? Real fucking talented over here, bud. <laughs> yeah. I I have a... I can do nothing but laugh at this point because I have no answers. I would say we can't catch a break, but we catch every break. It's just we're catching other people's breaks. Yeah, it's it's bad. Let's, it's, let's, let's start off real fucking hot. There's somebody out there right now cranking one off to the fact that he got the Lions plus two. Yeah. Like, there's somebody out there real fucking happy because he did a stupid underdog money line parlay that was square as fuck, and the Lions hit when they were down 14 points with, like, three minutes left or some shit. Yeah. Five minutes. Yeah. It was, it was a tough one. I mean, I, this is this is a little bit what happens when you bet on bad football teams. They're prone to volatility. But, god damn, it's the Lions. You were up by 14 points with, would you say, five minutes to go? Probably. About. That's, that's, it's terrible. The Bears haven't hurt me like that since they drafted Mitch Trubisky. And before that, they hadn't hurt me like that since they drafted Leonard Floyd. And before that, they hadn't hurt me like that since they drafted Kevin White. Ryan Pace fucked up a lot. Yeah, he did a lot. That's, that's a different conversation. It could be probably its own podcast for you. No, I'm too dead. Beca- because I've moved back to Chicago, my uncle actually texted me Sunday morning, and he's like, oh, you're pretty close to Soldier Field. You're going to go to some games? And I, I didn't have the heart to tell him, like, no, nah, buddy, I, I really could give a fuck about this team. That's that's fair. Um, So best bet number one did not hit. Those Chicago Bears, no minus three. Oh, uh, addendum. Despite the fact that we were totally right about our handicap and, like, the Bears definitely should have won by at least seven, Jared Goff was not tangibly affected by the cold. He was his slightly below average self despite the 40-degree weather. It's because it didn't end up being that cold. Yeah, we thought it was going to be, like, 30 and windy, and it ended up being, like, 40 and pretty nice out. Yeah, it was actually kind of pleasant. I was going to say, you didn't wear a coat. Yeah, I didn't need to. I was moving around. Yeah. It was sunny. Moving on. Let's do Thursday now, because I jumped the gun. Yeah, you did. It's okay. Uh, We had Atlanta, I think, first half, minus two. That was the, yeah, first half was the big bet. Uh, It it didn't work. It didn't. Um, Marcus Mariota picked a real good time to shit himself. It's it's the worst game he's played all year. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, easily. And we were praying that maybe we'd get A.J. Terrell back and maybe what's-his-face, the dude they just got from the Chiefs, um, Rashad Fenton. I knew it was something vaguely Middle Eastern. Um, Rashad is an Islamic name. Yeah, I figured you weren't talking about the last name Fenton. Everybody, Most people in Iran are named Fenton. <laughs> it's like Smith here. <laughs> um, anyhow. They literally, anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to get into common last names in the Middle East. I'm going to talk about how Marcus Mariota shit the bed. The Falcons secondary was absolutely dog shit. Uh, dropped interceptions hurt us quite a bit. Uh, literally seven points came off the board uh, because PJ Walker threw a pick in the end zone that did not get caught. And then all of Marcus Mariota's pickables got caught. Now, some of them got called back, but it was a bad bet. Um, 
here's something we could put in the tickler file. Marcus Mariota, as much as we love him, may have problems in the rain. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been tracking him like you have, so I haven't like noticed that as an issue before. But I, I don't think he's played in the rain before. But it was bad. I I can't believe that he's never played in the rain. Not that I can remember. It, not, he, certainly not in the last three years. Well, he didn't play a ton <laughs> in the last three years. Exactly. I guarantee he played some rain games in Tennessee. Yeah, but they also didn't throw the ball in Tennessee. So how would we fucking know? That's a good point. I don't know. I mean, maybe short week stuff. They're, they they have strange usage with their guys, too. Maybe he's kind of thrown off. I don't know. Or he just had a shitty week. Sometimes it just happens. Could just have had a shitty week. So, okay, maybe we, we tread lightly if there's going to be rain. Yeah. But also, I, I don't know how much that comes in because the Falcons want to run the ball 80 times a game. True. So, like, rain might just let them play into their game plan i don't know either way it didn't work it it shouldn't have worked yeah, no that was how that game went that was a no bullshit loss we yeah. lost that bet we deserve to lose that bet that's okay um well let's let's move on to another sunday game the cleveland browns we had them plus four against the miami dolphins yeah um so i actually i did some uh i looked up some stats which is a thing i usually never do the Miami Dolphins against the Bears gave up over, damn it, let me pull it up. It was like 200 yards rushing. Give me a moment. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, against the Bears, the Dolphins gave up 252 yards rushing. Against the Lions, who did not have their starting running back, they gave up 82 yards rushing. Against the Steelers, they gave up 95 yards rushing. The Steelers, who are thinking about benching second-year first-round pick Najee Harris because they can't run the ball, got 95 yards. Do you know what the Browns got? I don't know, 40? They got 112, but they did so on 40 attempts. Yep, there it is. <laughs> it's so bad. So the Browns, who were supposed to be like a vaunted, and, and we bet this game largely because we thought the Browns would just run all the fuck over them. They, they should have. And they, they, they were coming off a bye against a bad run defense. They're a good In warm weather. Game. There's there's no excuse for it. The Browns just got fucking manhandled, but I don't want to cut you off. I mean, so like if you look at the Dolphins defense, they're uh so you know how EPA is expected points added? Yes. If you add up all the expected points added, you get the expected points, yeah? Sure. So I'm gonna read you some of the expected point totals of the Miami Dolphins defense this year. And by all some of I mean all of them. In cons in, in order. Week one, expected point points for the defense eight. Week two, negative 20. Week three, negative 15. Week four, negative nine. Week five, negative 11. Week six against the Vikings, they did manage a four. Positive. And against the Steelers, they managed a six. Detroit Lions, negative 19. Chicago Bears, negative 17. Cleveland Browns, one. So that's the third or fourth best defensive performance the Dolphins have had all year. And it was against a Browns team coming off a bye. Yeah. And a Dolphins team coming off their two worst performances of the year. So... Are the Browns dead? Yes. This season they are. Who knows what happens when, you know, that new quarterback guy comes and starts playing for him. Uh, and who knows what happens when they get a new defensive coordinator. But right now they're they're done. They don't want to play football. Like watching that game, which I don't watch a ton of Browns games anymore, but I watch the ones I bet on. You can You can be honest. You know this because you have schadenfreude looking at all the old Browns accounts when losses happen. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've covered this, but I actually, like, watched this game live as well. And they just didn't want to 
play. Like, they got completely abused on both lines, and they didn't look like they wanted to be there. Like, major guys were taking plays off. And this is off a bye. Like, I understand the season's long, you get tired, but you just had uh, two fucking weeks off. I don't know. They they don't seem like they want to play football anymore. It's really too bad that they don't have Jarvis Landry in there to change the culture. Yeah, you know, he could he could give one speech and turn the whole team around just like he's doing in New Orleans this season. What a segue. Should we? Let's do it. Uh, New Orleans, minus two and a half. Other best bet. Not fucking close. Nope. The, the Steelers, what, they won by 10? Yeah. Yeah, so basically what happened in this game is the Saints offensive line fell to shit and the Saints defensive backs were terrible. Like, terrible. Like, I, yeah, I know. It's backups, right? They don't have Marshawn Lattimore, and I don't even think that they had Paulson and Debo. And we should have known that. Cluster injuries in the secondary have bitten us in the ass a few times this year. But, dude, fuck. They are... That's another team where I would not be surprised if next week they just didn't fucking show up because they don't (laughs) care. Yeah, they just have, like, 35 guys on the roster. Well, I didn't mean literally show up, but I meant, like, what the Browns did where they don't don't play i know what you meant but i just like the the fun visual of like the coach walking over and there only being <laughs> like 32 guys in the meeting room and be like yeah i didn't feel like coming in today coach i really enjoy people clamoring for Jameis as if it's going to change a fucking thing like oh you want more volatility a- andy dalton's actually been solid when he's standing the problem is that he's not able to stand for very long <laughs> no and T.J. Watt did did have an impact. He really did. Um, if only because he made one-on-one matchups for Alex Highsmith, who was great. Yeah, fucking Steelers. Yeah, they are they are good at finding those those rush linebackers. Yeah, it, it's a team that is really good at finding and developing edges and receivers. No wonder they never fucking lose. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they lose a decent amount now, but still much less than they should, as evidenced by this right. last week. Y- y- you need to fucking pick me up, mumbly pants. Let's do Tennessee. Tennessee. A rare win this week. Woo! We had a minus three. They ended up winning by seven, I believe. Legit? Totally legit. I, I agree with you. I, like, they had nobody on their defense, and they still dominated. Yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of scared. We talked to like, shooting Twitter DMs back and forth throughout the week of like, uh, you, you see this injury report? And you told me not to worry about it. You were right. My, my handicap, one of the only handicaps that's actually worked for me all year is when you think Russ has hit the bottom, he has not yet hit the bottom. <laughs> it's just going to get worse. <laughs> it is. It is an endless well. I feel bad, too, because I actually think Nathaniel Hackett's a pretty good coach. I don't think he's good, but I think he's, like, average. Solid play caller. Fine. Are we getting to contrarian levels now? No, I always thought this. I thought you said he was going to be okay, but just, like, run the ball 90 times a game, so he would end up bad. I thought he'd run the ball too much, but he'd call decent plays. They haven't run the ball that much, and I can't tell if I'm underestimating how much they run the ball simply because (laughs) they're the rare team where it's the right decision because Russ is that bad, but... I've, I've, I, okay, I haven't been impressed with Nathaniel Hackett, but I think he gets a little bit too much flack. Like, people, people really don't want to blame Russ Wilson. And what they need to do is blame Russ Wilson because he's terrible. But yeah, no, I think that that bet was legit. Uh, Vrabel did some cowardly Vrabel bullshit as he's wont to do, and it didn't hurt us because it was that much of a lockdown win. Heck yeah. 
go go tight go titans tighten up is that their thing it can't be it is and it's oddly uh sexist they have something against mothers <laughs> tight tighten up or tighten specifically male or do you mean like we're talking about vaginas here oh oh i didn't <laughs> i once i said the male part i was like tighten them up but like there are a lot of things you can tighten up it could be a we're talking we're talking about vaginas here. You are. This is Mike Vrabel's team. We talk about genitals a lot. <laughs> we do. Them and the Vikings. They they just really pull it out of us. Well, we we decide to talk about genitals with the Vikings. Mike Vrabel brings up genitals by not having a dick and promising to cut off his dick. Me thinks the lady doth protest too much. I think that that's just him trying to look for an out to be like, oh, that's why I don't have a dick. When he's never had a dick. <laughs> a lot of mind games being played. Um, all right, I think we've talked about this game, though, enough. Legit win. Yeah, and genitals. So, next game. Uh, so, this was our, our little parlay fun. Mm, fun. Uh, it was the Las Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys money line. I, I actually loved that parlay when we made it. It's two extremely disappointing losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not not even just because like, how did that happen? Like, if you would if you would use the Eagles as a as a drop dead leg as an anchor for one of your bets this week, you could you can legitimately say like, how the fuck did that happen? Because both teams looked a little bit uncharacteristic, and it was just like that was a fuckery, right? That being said, the Raiders and Cowboys both deserved to win that game or their games, and did what they needed to do to win those games. Until the very moment that they stopped doing that and just fell to shit, both of them. I I had to go to work at the end of at the end of these games, really kind of in the middle of the games, so I didn't see like play by play. However, I saw the last couple minutes of that Raiders uh, Colts game, and it it took a little bit out of me. Like I was pretty dead at this point already, and I was just <laughs> like, man, fuck, like how. <laughs> Yeah, the the Raiders one hurt. The Cowboys one, honestly, <laughs> this is so sad, but it's so indicative of how terribly our season's going. When the when the Cowboys lost, despite having a fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter, these sirens are reminding me of Manhattan. Um, when the Cowboys lost, despite a fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter, I legitimately breathed a sigh of relief and said, "You know what? Fucking good." Because otherwise, that that Raiders loss would really fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I lose both legs of the parlay, it's not so bad. That's, you know, I, that's very legitimate. I understand that. It's like true degenerate fucking warped reality vibes. Speaking of warped reality, let's get to the fuckiest game. Our bonus bet. Which one? Those Washington Commanders. We had them plus 11. Uh, that We did not need those points. Because like Mike Vrabel, we have no dicks. It was a bonus bet. <laughs> we we were we were double no dick here. Yeah, you know what? It, it was plus four hundred though. So even as a bonus bet, if we took this money line, it'd salvage our week. That's disgusting to think about. <laughs> you know what's even more disgusting? I fucking I fucking told you and the bird watcher before the game. I said skins are gonna win this outright. Yeah, I normally I would kind of push back against you because I feel like you make a lot of comments and then just go see. I called it. Um. But no, you you made a pretty big deal of Washington 
like is going to win this game. So I will give you a little bit of, I'll give you credit for that one. Now, was that handicap based on facts, reality, or film study? No, but it was just getting a general sense for the rhythm of this season, which is, (laughs) you fucking thought, didn't you? Like, literally, this whole season has just been, like, every time you seem to catch a beat on somebody, every time you seem to think somebody's average at football, they're actually not. You don't know shit. Yeah, I think that's been uh, probably the theme of this NFL season. Unless you're betting on New York, in which case your wealthy is beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah, and you also deserve nothing. I don't know. I think talking about this week has really put me in a good mood to talk about week 11. Yeah, I'm so, super excited to talk about not week 10. Yeah, so let's uh, let's move on to some football games. What do you say? Let's talk about football games. First up, on Thursday night in week 11, we have the Tennessee Titans going to play the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are minus three, but it looks like that's about to move to three and a half. Fuck my ass, dude. Okay, so we've got... We're few- not betting on Thursday games. We're not allowed to. Yep. We're, I, like, I, I know this one would be... I think this is a tough one to pick anyway. Really? Because I think it's probably the best value of the week. Really? I mean, I know you're going to want to bet on the Titans. Oh, fuck yeah. I want to bet on the Titans. Um, and I think that, especially once you get to three and a half, I think you're in a good good setup, especially if some of the uh, guys on the defense for the Titans are back this week. And Jeffrey Simmons practiced in a limited capacity today. However, we have to stop betting on Thursdays. <laughs> We have bet on Thursdays how many times this season? Any any week besides this, or any year besides this year, I would say, fuck that, that's voodoo magic, football is football, it doesn't matter what day. But, you're totally fucking right, we we've, are terrible on Thursdays. We've bet on so many, and we just, we keep fucking losing them. I, and I know that this means the Titans are going to cover this. Oh, and the we're, Titans are going to win outright. I wouldn't be shocked. I think that's super, super plausible. I, I think that it's not a great matchup, and also the Packers are going to be riding a little high. And the Packers cannot stop the run for shit. Yeah. The reason that the Cowboys blew their lead last week is because they put the ball in 59% accuracy Dak Prescott's hands instead of Tony Pollard? Tony. Tony. Yeah, they, they took the ball away from Pollard and they gave it to Dak, and they should not have done that. Yeah. So, uh, man, I I agree with you. I like this. It, once it goes to three and a half, it's gonna go to three and a half. I know. It's like by tomorrow, maybe not. But um, fuck. Are we gonna bet on the worst coach on a Thursday where we've talked about coaching matters on Thursdays? But I don't know how much Lafleur even has it going right now because our... Lafleur has not impressed me this year. No, I'll, I'll say that. We'll pass it for now. But it's maybe pile. Yeah, I think it's maybe pile, but... I do want it. You know I want it. Yes, I I know you do. But let's move on to Sunday, see what we can get through, and then maybe we'll we'll come back to it if we need to. I have a feeling we're going to need to. Yeah, probably. And moving on to Sunday, in the noon hour, we first up have the Carolina Panthers going to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are minus 12. Baker Mayfield's starting. I know you want to. So what you in the audience don't know is that the reason we sound so prepared and so smooth is because I run this little fucking this little fucking program that cuts out all of the silences. So anytime we're like trying to think about shit, we just stay silent and then the program cuts it out and you guys never know. And you're going to miss like a solid 30 seconds of me just sitting there quietly staring at the wall with an upset face because I want to take the Panthers. I, I know you do. I mean, it's it's, it's the right bet. It's at, actually incredible value. Too. Yeah, 
plus 12 fuck but and it's gonna go down it's gonna hit probably minus or a plus 10 i yeah you're you're right but the ravens typically play baker well and the ravens defense is back they're adding back all these edges they are back and didn't aren't they coming off a bye yeah i mean i know the panthers they kind of had a midi one they had a mini bye so okay the panthers are not going to be able to run the ball no the Panthers are not going to be able to throw the ball. Panthers are not going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson. You know, Dante Foreman has been Derrick Henry the last few weeks. Stop stealing my words. It's true. <laughs> I know. I just said it. To the, I don't know if you noticed. I was looking at you when I said that. <laughs> Neither me nor the audience had any idea. <laughs> it's the fun games we play here. He has been fucking Derrick Henry. He has. Um... Prove me wrong. (laughs) Uh, Do you think he's been what people think Derrick Henry is? No. Okay. I think he is what Derrick Henry is, which is a good running back who is powerful. Yeah, I think think that's accurate. Uh, They're not going to be able to run, even though he's been having good weeks and they've been creating. It's not going to matter against... Calias Campbell. Yeah, and Roquan Smith does... He does that well. (laughs) He's really good at stopping the run. And you're right. They're not going to be able to throw because they're going to be able to get after Baker. They're going to also do the thing where Marlon Humphrey just holds the living fuck out of DJ Moore and then the short routes are off rhythm and all of a sudden they don't work. Yeah. It's also just so fucking poetic that PJ Walker gets to play against the fourth and fifth string corners from the Bucks, the fourth and fifth string corners from the Falcons, the Bengals who rape his asshole. And then the fourth and fifth string corners from the Falcons. And then Baker gets to play the Ravens off a bye. It's a tough, it's a tough draw. And then, and then God forbid he keeps the job. The number one pass defense in the league, Denver. It's just not fair. They took away the easy games from him. And then they're going to be like, oh, why aren't his stats good? Because he didn't get to play the fucking practice squad teams. It's because Steve Wilkes hates him. From their time together in Cleveland. I think Steve Wilkes is a racist. Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> that was that was obvious slander, but he's a public figure, so the the bar is higher. And also, he has suffered no harm because nobody listens to this fucking podcast. <laughs> it's the benefit of obscurity. Yep. All right. Uh I don't think we can bet on this game. No. Let's move on. Yeah. Next up in the noon hour, we have the Chicago Bears going to play the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are minus three. Are they really? I thought it was going to be minus two by now. Nope, still minus three. Man, I don't want to go to the well. This is a bad matchup for the Falcons. It is. Falcons are unathletic. They have a bad defensive line. They will not... Like, Justin Fields is bad bad at throwing anyway. The Falcons' secondary is no worse than the Lions' secondary, but it doesn't matter because Justin Fields is going to run for 150 yards, and the Falcons are not going to throw the ball often enough to take advantage of the terrible Bears' pass defense. Yes, I think that's that's a good read of it. Yeah, so as much as we love the Falcons, as much as Justin Fields is getting entirely too many roses, I don't think we can bet on this game. I agree. I mean, I I think the only way you could go is Bears plus three, but I think that's a 
not a great option. There's a lot. Well, see, the problem is it's hard to bet on a team when it's it's hard. Sorry, it's hard to bet against a team when the only thing necessary for them to win is their coach to turn in an average performance, a reasonable. All he has to do is have a reasonable mind. If the coach is as smart as the people on Twitter who I consort with, the Falcons win the game. But I don't think he will be, so I don't think they will. But I can't bank on stupidity. It's just too hard. Yeah. And then the other side of it is like betting on Justin Fields, which we did that roller coaster last week. Yeah. Which he does some truly incredible running things. Oh, he's a great runner. That uh, that touchdown run he had, where what was it like eighty yards? It was crazy. He's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna have the Terrell Pryor career arc. I think he'll probably get some more opportunities than Terrell Pryor did. But yeah, I don't. I don't think that's too far off. He's best used when running. It's it, it's it's how it is. But I think we move on. Yeah, let's try to find action somewhere. Moving on, we have the Cleveland Browns going to play the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are minus eight and a half. Dude, I think there might be value on the Bills here. I agree with you. So, it's tough to run on the Bills. They're a very sound defense, a very disciplined defense. They are solid at all three levels of their defense. The Browns can really only move the ball effectively when running. And as we noted before, the Browns have totally given up, whereas... The Bills are fuming mad because they have blown two straight games. Honestly, they've blown three straight games because they almost gave away that Packers game two weeks ago. So they blew it against the, they almost blew it against the Packers. They blew it against the Jets and then they just blew it against the Vikings. Yes, they, they're on a bit of a skid for sure. They're going to want to get off that schneid. I agree they will very much want to, whereas I think the Browns are kind of throwing in the towel. Are you worried about Josh Allen and the way he's played of late? No, because first of all, they're so they're so well coordinated. Their receivers are so explosive, and Josh Allen is so talented that even when he's played like shit, they still move the ball. They still score points. The Bills are low key, very effective at running the ball too when they want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. I think that they have tools at their disposal. Josh Allen may have been injured last week, but it sure as fuck didn't show up on tape. Like his arm strength was absolutely not the problem. He made some really bad decisions through some inexplicable pickables again. Right, but that's nothing new. Yeah, it's nothing new. That's just what Josh Allen is. And maybe Josh Allen's not the MVP that he was thought to be early in the season and for lots of last season. Maybe Josh Allen is a good, not great quarterback who has incredible ceiling or, or an incredible ceiling, and occasionally he hits it. Mm-hmm. But he occasionally also hits his basement-level floor. Dare I say that Josh Allen is Jay Cutler? He's a better runner than Jay Cutler. That Jay gives... Cutler ran the option when he was young. I know, but in the NFL, it was yeah. a different setup. Yeah, no, Josh Whereas... Allen is the best runner in the NFL. Yeah. Um... I I think you're right, and we talked about this a little bit. Of We've been getting scared off by some of these big numbers, and that is a huge number. Eight and a half is big with weird play to it but we keep thinking ourselves out of bets that end up winning yeah i i worry a little bit because the bills have been keeping every game close but early in the season their penchant was for blowing teams the fuck out and keeping the games close has really hurt their asshole lately Mm -hmm. i think they're gonna pour it on yeah and the browns are just a much worse team that that doesn't seem to care doesn't seem to care all right are we gonna do the bills eight and a half yeah and it's definitely a drop dead leg if we find another leg for a teaser that is prime tease real estate i like that all right so we'll go ahead and lock that one in Cha-ching! 
Where's your Where's your coin cup? My coin cup's over there, and I don't want to move. I just got a new couch, so we're recording on the couch. It's I, very nice. I, I like the new couch so much that I got a second microphone so we can sit on opposite ends of the couch and lounge while we pod, and it's just going great. Oh, there it is. There's the coin cup. Buffalo Bills, minus eight and a half. It's too much shaking, but I like it. It's good. All right. There's a there's a finesse to this whole coin shaking thing here. Well, I'm poor, so I just immediately go to like the panhandling thing. I dated you, so I know just the right amount. <laughs> Cut it. No, no Kyrie Irving. I remember I date her. I like her, and I appreciate her culture. Only like her. Ooh, rough, rough. Well, sometimes I like her. <laughs> All right, so we've locked that one in. Let's move on. Literally, I, I lived in a in a Hasidic Jewish neighborhood twice. I'm not. I got nothing against the Hebes. Hey, you know anyone that grows up around people that are different? I chose to do it the second time. That that's a better argument. I was gonna <laughs> say, classically not racist, the South. <laughs> <laughs> classically not racist. That is the best line of the whole pod. All right. You know what? And it goes with my favorite handicap we've had in a good while. So, next game. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions going to play the New York Giants. The Giants are minus three. Excuse me while I pull my foot out of the it I just stepped in. Uh, A large part of me wants to bet on the Lions, but they're coming off of two fluky fucking wins, and I'm just not going to bank that they do it a third time. I, I Yeah, and they're playing the fluky win kings. Well, their their fluky wins have kind of fallen off. What are they now? They got three losses. Do they? Man, they suck. I don't give a fuck what their record is. I know they're bad, but they keep winning. I mean, well, rendering. They're seven and two. Fuck my asshole. Yeah, no, we're not betting this game. No, we're not stepping in front of it. No. Next game. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams going to play the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are minus four. God fucking damn it. <laughs> I don't want to bet on any game I've seen so far. <laughs> I don't want to bet on the Saints, but we should. We should. We can't do can it a we? fourth week in a I row. I was about to say, I, I don't think we're allowed to. Like the. But that's when they win. The gambling sites are going to say, are you sure? And then we're going to say yes, and they'll take our fucking money. <laughs> they will, but you might get some anonymous emails for counseling. <sighs> if they haven't sent those to me already, they're not going <laughs> to. Um, I'm having my worst season ever, and I'm betting four grand a game. It's a tough time for that to happen. I don't... Can we... We can't bet on this game. Do you really want to bet on the Saints? The Rams don't have Cooper Cup or Matt Stafford. They also just put their best offensive lineman on IR. They have a second or third string offensive line, a terrible quarterback, terrible wide receivers. They never had a defensive line. Their linebackers are okay, and their secondary is kind of... The Saints just lost a convincing fashion to the Steelers. Look up Marshawn Lattimore in our weekly ritual of, will this fucker ever play football again? The answer, unlikely. We don't even know what's wrong with him. He just said generally he hurt his abs. He's questionable, along with Pete Werner, Andrews Pete, Marcus May, Mark Ingram, and Marcus Davenport, and James Hurst. Is Cesar Ruiz playing? I, I would guess yes. He's got to be because Eric McCoy is out. Trevor Penning is out. Oh, my God. They're both on IR. Mm. They have no one. They have nobody. I know that the Rams don't either, but fuck. 
I I feel like this is a game you can't really bet on. I mean, they're they're both horrible and have seven people on the roster. You're right. Injuries have turned this into a fucking preseason game. I, I, I feel like there's an angle here, though. There there definitely is. But is this really the one you want to like fucking mine out an angle on when it's a bunch of backups playing? Maybe pile. Okay. Like I, I actually, I believe that I have a distinct advantage when it comes to backups because I've scouted most of them and nobody else knows what the fuck they are. That's a good point. But which is why I always win preseason. Even this year, when I can't win a fucking bet, I won preseason. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll maybe pile it. Next up, we have the New York Jets going to play the New England Patriots. The Patriots are minus three. What do you think? I don't like that I'm saying this, but I think you take the Jets. I like the Jets more than the Patriots. What is the weather? If it's bad weather, we have to put our dicks on the jet. Looks like uh, 42 degrees, partly cloudy. Fuck, that's just good enough that it won't cripple Mac Jones. Um, Doesn't look like it's going to rain. A little bit of wind. What's the wind? 13. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. God damn it to hell. It's three and a half? Three. It's it it looks like it might go to two and a half. Fuck. The sharp side's the Jets. Or three and a half, you're right. Three and a half. I I agree with you. I think the sharp side is the Jets. Did they both have buys last week? They did. They both had buys. I was gonna say I don't remember either of them playing. So, okay, here, here's what's gonna happen. Bill Belichick's gonna confuse the fuck out of Zach Wilson, who's gonna play terribly. Yes. But Mac Jones is also gonna play terribly. Yes, because the Jets' defense has actually turned in pretty well, and Sauce Gardner is very good. He's the truth. Yeah, no, like, I thought he was good, but I I never expect, like, a rookie corner to just step in and lock people up from day one, and he's kind of doing it. I expected him to step in. I actually thought that he was one of the most polished corners I'd ever seen right up there with Patrick Sertain. And what I'm learning is that these corners who are unspectacular but extremely savvy and polished— are especially effective in this version of the NFL because this version of the NFL comes down to, are you going to bust a coverage? If no, you're set. And they won't because they're smart. Yeah. So then you get to the run game side. If you don't think either team is really going to be able to pass, which I don't think they will be able to. They won't. So then... The Patriots have been really good running the ball, but the Jets haven't been bad. But, see, here's the problem. The Jets haven't been bad, but the Patriots have actually been pretty good. Yeah. And the Patriots' defense is a little better at stopping the run than the Jets' defense. Probably why this number is at three for the Patriots. These teams played two weeks ago in New York. Well, in New Jersey. Right. And it was Patriots minus three. Patriots blew them out. Yes. Because it's the same line despite going to the other field. Are the Jets better than they were? No. I don't. Do you think the bye week like really did a lot for the Jets? I think if anything, it helps Belichick. I, I think so too. Just gives him more time to cook up some kooky idea. So it feels like we've now swung to the Patriots side. It does. Which lends me to say we shouldn't bet on this game because if we can make strong legitimate arguments for either side, yeah, actually, we haven't really made that strong of an argument for the Jets. More I just said. I think we made an argument for the Patriots. Yeah. Like, we both said our gut was Jets and the values there, but maybe it really isn't. Ah, fuck. I just feel so goddamn square betting on the Patriots going, oh, Patriots minus three against the Jets. Yeah, they'll totally win that. It's an extremely square bet, and it's going to be a low-scoring, shitty game. So three points really matters. Three and a half points super matters. So if you're going to do it, you're going to do it now. 
I want to maybe pile it, but I legitimately don't know which side to maybe pile it. I would try to middle this fucker. Get the three and a half. Jets plus three and a half. Patriots minus three. Because <laughs> you know it's going to land. Or minus two and a half. Because you know it's going to land three. It has to. That would be, if you pulled that off, that would probably be the most impressive The tightest middle feet. of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... It, we we have to put it in the maybe pile because we've made one bet so far. I agree completely. Uh, so I think we put it in maybe pile, and when we inevitably need to bet on it, we'll come back. We really gonna bet on New England? I, I don't want to, but, but I, think I think we probably should. I think we should. All right, let's just let's just find another game so we don't have to touch that one, but inevitably we will touch that one. Of course. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles going to play those scrappy Indianapolis Colts. Jeff Saturday has them in plus six and a half. What's the first half line? Minus three and a half. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. They know. They do. They know They know everybody's playing with the Eagles. So. I think the Eagles win this game by a lot. I I think the, the Colts might be able to do some backdoor stuff. But No, you're right. I mean, the Eagles, they're not going to have Goddard. Who cares? But I don't like. I think Jalen likes his tight end, and it's a good safety blanket for him. But yeah, I don't think it matters to the actual. He's got AJ fucking Brown. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, and like the best offensive line, maybe not the uh, okay, best. Okay, but... how how do the Colts win? They win by running the ball. Look up Jordan Davis. Is Jordan Davis gonna be back? Because that that makes this easy, really easy. If Jordan Davis is back, the the Eagles win this game by twenty. I don't think he is yet, but I think he's I don't think close. he is either. I think it's his third week off. Yeah, he is not playing this week. Yeah, he's got three more games to sit out. Fuck me. Well, I well, think two. two. But yeah, so he is not playing. Okay, that makes it tough again. Man. I, I do like the Eagles. They're going to be pissed off that they lost. They're a better team. Their secondary is ball hawking and good. Matt Ryan throws a pickable ball and the the interim coach effect they get a first game boost man dude fuck that jeff saturday is not a coach he won so people are coming off of the take but the original take is that the fucking colts are stupid and fucked just because they won does not mean they're not stupid or fucked i agree with that but matt patricia won like three of his first five games and what we know about NFL coaches anymore, do you really think that Jeff Saturday is that much more unprepared than some of these other fucking guys that have gotten hired? Oh, I don't think it's preparedness. I think that it is ability. I don't think it's preparedness. I think it's that he just doesn't know. First of all, he doesn't call plays on either side. Yeah, it's hilarious. Second of all, he's old fashioned. He's going to punt. He's not going to be aggressive. He's not going to put his balls out. Third of all, whoever the fuck they have calling plays didn't really impress me last week. Yeah, he's never done it before. Good luck doing it against probably the... Okay, Mike McDaniel's the best offensive coach. Andy Reid is the most certainly best. So, so like, okay, Mike McDaniel has been the best offensive coach this year, right? Yeah. Andy Reid has been the best offensive coach of all time for, like, two decades. Maybe more. Yeah. The Eagles are probably the best all-around coach team because they are very well coached on offense and very well coached on defense. And they really understand analytics and aggression. Yes. Versus Jeff Saturday. Not to mention the incredible roster disparities. Um, I know that Josh Wett went down. He might be banged up. He could miss time. Who knows? They still have Hassan Reddick. Awesome. They still have Robert Quinn. 
okay. Fletcher Cox, okay. Nah, he's washed. I think he's okay. No, but so. they got a uh, Ridgeway, or no, not not Hassan Ridgeway. Whoops. Hargrave. Yeah, not Vernon. <laughs> Javon, I believe. Yes, if you had Vernon Hargrave starting at nose tackle, that'd be really funny. <laughs> he just shoots in between the gaps, man. Um, they they did draft Hassan Ridgeway out of Princeton like ten years ago. Draft Twitter loved him. Him and Karan Reed. I remember Karan. Reed. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I know my, my mid-2010s draft Twitter, Matt Miller era. Um, no, I, I, I think the Eagles are a bet here. Minus six and a half. I think they are too. You know what? Oh, my fuck. Fuck my ass. There Time it is. Tease it. That's, with- we're teasing that with the Bills for real life. That might be the only bet I actually make this week. <laughs> <laughs> so then do we do it as a two-unit bet? Do one teaser? with the two of them and make it a two unit well we got to figure out our five picks for the contest but yes okay all right next game for the contest you just want to do birds minus six and a half yeah no i wrote it it's on the list cool all right well let's move on (laughs) we're laying nine with the bills and six with the fucking birds technically seven because six and a half but moving on to the final noon game we have the Washington Commanders going to play the Houston Texans. The Texans are plus three. Nope. Uh, Texans plus three is the bet, but I'm not touching it. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, especially because it, it looks like it's a bounce to three and a half. But Yeah, skins are riding high. Like Taylor Heineke is the chaos purveyor. I don't know if you saw this tweet, but I'm really proud of it. He's Josh Allen with, like, Mac Jones's body. <laughs> I like that. Like, if Josh Allen just, like, got a little ALS... He'd probably be Taylor Heineke. Also, if he, like, developed a severe hunch and lost five inches of height. I was going to say, it's just the difference of... (laughs) Where did Taylor Heineke grow up? Texas. But he went to Old Dominion. Yeah, I was just going to say it's what happens when you grow up in Texas. and All the the hate weighing you down. (laughs) Whereas Josh Allen grew up in the, the loving land of California. If you had seen Fireball California, you would know that you are very wrong. It's California, man. What do you mean? Anyone I've met from there just tells me it's all paradise. There's no water. Nobody speaks English. Nobody lives there. And it's basically Texas. You think? But the California almonds. You think his watermelon and emu farm was super fucking progressive? He literally grew up on a fucking farm in the desert. He's Texas. Josh Allen's effectively Texas. Right, but he wasn't actually in Texas. So if you take the Texas ideals to the fertile land of California. Which is a desert. Correct, but it's still more fertile land. I don't know if that's even true, honestly. After you steal all the water from Colorado, it is? Well, from everywhere. They, they steal, they have a multi-state theft going on. California, the grifting kings. We are getting so off track. I um, fucking hate California. I actually love you a lot of You love it. You I, you are I know. I have a fucking shelf dedicated to California right there. You were the most annoying type of California. Well, maybe not the most annoying. I was going to say that's low. a high bar. Because you moved there and like everyone else that doesn't live there talked a ton of shit about it for a while Correct. And, and then you turned into California's amazing. LA is amazing. Yeah, but that's like the center of California. It is very literally the bottom. I know, but (laughs) anyone that thinks about California, they're like, oh, Los Angeles. So back to the Texans and... Commanders. Commanders. I hate... We're not getting on another tangent. Um, Yeah, the value is on the Texans. 
But Correct. Especially once it goes to three and a half. God, when it goes to three and a half. Fucking primetime win against the undefeated Eagles. Everybody and their mother is inflating this line. But the Redskins believe in themselves, and the Texans do not. No. It, it, the motivation mismatch is going to obviate any of the advantage we're getting from the PR aspect. Yeah, I think this is one you just stay away from. This yeah. is two bad teams. We don't, don't bet on bad football. We we do that, though. We we do a lot of it. But we're not this week. This week we're taking heavy fucking favorites. Which is just going to guarantee another type of disappointment. It's going to be... I. I'm, positive mindset, positive mindset. Hey, as, as, if we lose betting on the Bills and Eagles, at least we'll say, well, who could have seen that coming? Us. <laughs> a few weeks ago. Uh, let's move on to the 3 o'clock hour. Moving on to 3 o'clock hour, we have the Las Vegas Raiders going to play the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are minus 2.5. Fuck! Fuck! Okay, so both of these teams are listless and have no hope. Yes. Which means there's no motivation edge. No. Give me the Raiders. I'm laughing, but I did not enjoy that whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) You got like another grown man growling next to you on the couch? For quite a while, too. Maybe it was just in my head, but that felt like it went on for a while. It hurt, so it lasted long enough for me. All right, so you want to bet on the Raiders? I do. I I mean, the Broncos, Judy's out. They, I don't know how they score points. Well, the answer is they fucking don't. Everybody's seen the stat, but but they would be 8-1 and one this year if they scored 18 points a game. I saw that. That is fucking crazy. But so then you get into, do you think the Raiders are going to be able to score? Because yes. the Denver defense has actually been pretty solid. The Denver defense is really good because of gimmicks. I agree with that, but still, it's effective. You think this version of the Raiders is going to be the team that breaks through the gimmicks? I actually do think that Josh McDaniels can break through the gimmicks. He's fucking found a way to make their offense competent with the worst offensive line I've ever even heard of. It is a very bad O-line. Jermaine Illuminor is starting at tackle for them. He was a backup guard for six years. I know this because I liked him coming out of Texas A&M when I was in high school. I mean, they definitely have holes. As a guard. But uh, what did they won? Two games this year? Three yeah. games? They're yeah. fucking terrible. And if the refs didn't slide their cock in them, they would have beat the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. And and if they didn't blow the game against the Titans, and if they didn't blow the game against the Colts, they're this fucking... If they didn't give up 24 fucking points in the second half to Kyler the fuck Murray. The, these are all legitimate things, but I counter with, but they did. If Hunter Renfro doesn't fumble on consecutive plays in overtime. And now he can't even play. Good. Can't fumble. <laughs> they have one offensive weapon. When we go through it, it becomes all the more absurd that everybody wants to fire Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I mean, that defense, we knew that defense was completely devoid of talent. Yeah. The offense has been, like, we thought they'd be able to figure out the O-line stuff. We also thought that they would have the best tight end in the game who hasn't played this year. Yeah, and won't play this year. I'm convinced that he just doesn't like Vegas. Yeah, there's too much sin around for him. Like, actually. I wouldn't be. I mean, don't I, put heroin addicts in Las Vegas. And if you do, don't give them millions of dollars. I know he's reformed, but once an addict, always an addict. I've been told this. Yeah, Sober King. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's always been kind of a breakable guy. I could see him not wanting to be there. I think he's just fragile. There's also all these trade rumors, though. Like he almost got traded to the Packers like two weeks ago. Yeah, he did. I feel like that's more the Raiders 
one, Mark Davis doesn't actually want to pay anyone any money ever because he doesn't actually have any money. I was going to say, because he does not have it. Correct. And they're, I think they might be realizing that Darren Waller's, what, 30? Is he? Dude, I mean, hey, that's the thing that always blows my mind about him is that he's been around for a while. He just couldn't play for a while. I don't know if he's exactly 30. No, he's fucking 30 on the dot. God damn, I'm good. Don't let me forget it. Motherfucker. Yeah, so the dude's 30. I think it's more that they're going, okay, we're not winning a Super Bowl next year. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, or obviously this year. So how about we trade the 30-year-old tight end that has... We're pontificating. So much. God damn it. It's because I don't want to make a decision about this game. <laughs> it's the Raiders. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess... Our... What is our motto? When you think that Russ has hit the bottom... <laughs> He has not. Keep it, going. It is a well. Like it, it's the old fucking Winston Churchill quote. When you when you think you're going through hell, keep going. When you think Russell Wilson is getting has gotten the worst he can get, keep fucking going. It only gets worse. All right. Well. And and you know what? Here's the thing. Not only does his play get worse because they run out of gimmicks, everybody in that locker room fucking hates living more and more because their their worst player, the player who is single handedly tanking their season, is also the most annoying man on earth. Yeah. And he is their guy. Like, they know that either he's their quarterback or they have to get traded or cut. Yeah, they, they either have to fucking move or deal with this guy ruining their career. Now, I will counter with, did you see Derek Carr crying in his press conference last week? Yeah, but see, the thing is, the dudes in that locker room love him. So they they'll, they'll see that and be like, T.O. face, that's my quarterback. Good to know, because I I like I know that generally he's liked, but I feel like there's going to be a point where you go, okay, hey, maybe all this shit's actually really annoying because this guy kind of sucks too. Well, I don't think he he kind of sucks, but I could see how people would get to that conclusion. Devonte Adams will year. never do that because they're literally best friends. Like Devonte Adams and him are like you and me. Yeah, he chose to leave Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for less money so he could go play with his buddy. And live in Vegas compared to Green Bay, Wisconsin. And play for the Raiders, which is like his childhood favorite team because he's from Fresno. By the way, Fresno, one of those other parts of California that fucking sucks. It's like Stockton, isn't it? Stockton is is sandy Detroit. (laughs) I'm not joking. I've driven through Stockton four times, and each and every time I've almost shed a tear. Like, I've actually... I'm not From joking. the man that grew up near Gary, Indiana. Yeah. No, dude. I, fucking driving through Stockton, you look at shit, and, like, I'm sitting in the passenger seat while the lady drives, and I'm like, the, the lady gets car sick if anybody drives butter. I was going to say, who? what kind of man are you? A man who gets to fight with people on Twitter about Joe Burrow instead of driving. Uh, if I'm fighting with somebody about Joe Burrow, the lady's probably driving me across California, or I'm sitting in an airport leaving California. It is a... It is a ironclad pattern um the trends are strong but anyhow driving through stockton you look at buildings that like once used to have stuff in them and now they're just homeless orgies and you shed you you actually like I, i i i'm not joking my eyes welled up like twice like i was like oh my fucking god people like this used to be a home to people and now it's just a different home for different people well it's the lack of a home for a lot of people it's also one of those, it's a classic pajama pants town because there's just a lot of fentanyl going around, which by the way, I thought fentanyl was just like old people say that the kids are doing fentanyl. And then I lived in California and I was like, oh fuck, they're actually doing this shit. Why? California. We've strayed far from this being a football podcast. 
Yeah, but I think it adds value because our picks sure don't. You are completely fucking right, actually. Uh, Raiders are the pick. Raiders are the pick. Fuck them. No, I'll do it. Yeah. Raiders are the pick. Okay. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are plus four and a half. Fuck, that is a tight spread. Yeah, I kind of want to bet Cincy. Me too. They got the revenge angle because they just, I mean, they fucking lost to Pittsburgh in the first week. Are they coming off the bye? I think so. Oh, fuck me, dude. Only reason I can is because the matchup is too bad. Yeah. You got TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. They're going to eat Joe Burrow alive. He's going to throw picks and panic under pressure. The I think you're right, unfortunately, because the Steelers seem like they're able to get actually get the pressure onto him because I feel like the Bengals get away with a lot of their shitty line play. Correct. Because they have such good playmakers. And they don't have those right now. Which they don't have right now. And they can just, like, they snap the ball and Joe Burrow immediately throws it up because it's just jump ball football. But it's Harder to do when you only have one receiver you can jump ball to. But you don't have the main guy in Jamar. And they really can get after you with two elite guys. Well, okay, one elite guy and one that I think is good. I don't know how Pittsburgh's going to score points. I really don't. But they've shown that they have a matchup advantage here. They've shown that they are a little better than we thought lately. And Matt Canada has actually shown some innovation. He's started running some different route concepts after the bye week, and it's better. It's not good, but it's better. I don't think you can bet this game. I don't think so. I think that the right side is probably Pittsburgh, but when you factor in the revenge motivation for Cincy, it goes out the window. Yeah, and I also just don't. I mean, this is not a good way of thinking, but I don't think the the Steelers sweep the Bengals this season. That's honestly, that is not a good way of putting it, but it is the right conclusion because you have to factor in the revenge. Yeah, it, The reason that they don't sweep them is because the Bengals aren't going to let them sweep them. They're going to gun for them. They're coming off a bye. They're a better team. Yeah, I just think in like any division, unless there's a huge talent disparity, I think you typically are going to split. Talent disparity or a great matchup. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're totally right. And and I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good matchup for Pittsburgh given the injury stuff because Pittsburgh doesn't have anyone that can cover a single wide receiver. That is probably correct. But if it's just T. Higgins, you don't worry as much. You don't, and, have, you don't have to worry about T. Higgins separating. Yeah, and you're going to have – you only have to cover for two seconds because – you know T.J. Watt fresh off. Like, he's played, what, a game and a half this season? Two. Okay. So he's played two games this season. I know he's coming off injury, but still, dude's fresh. And he's fucking driven, too, because he's mad that he missed time. And he's yeah. he's a psycho, man. Yeah. So I think they're going to be able to get after him. I think you're right. You just can't bet on this game. Yeah, I, we, I think got, the Bengals will win. but We've got powerful vectors in each direction. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the final game of the 3 o'clock hour. Fuck. These games are moving too fast. There's not enough bets. We're quickly running out. The final game of the 3 o'clock hour, we have the Dallas Cowboys going to play the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are plus one. All right, I've decided that we have to bet on this game, but I don't know which side at all yet. Yep. It's a tough game, but it's so actionable, and I really think that if we dig, we can figure out who wins this game. Okay, so uh, what is Dallas good at? Rushing the passer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, I think they're decent at running because Pollard's good. They're, they're solid at running. 
I don't think they're actually good at it. And we know your feelings about Dak Prescott. Well, the quarterbacks are equal. Yeah, I actually, I think that's very good. We, we've used a handful of people to kind of describe that he's a starter that will do like the bare minimum to keep him around, but he's not necessarily good. Put it this way, in the year 2022, Andy Dalton's been better than both of these quarterbacks. I stand by that take. I've researched that take. Uh, we can we can move on. I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't know that I The mere fact you, that though. you can't disagree means that the point is the same, which is ugh. Well, like I think Kirk and maybe less of Dak, but at least Kirk like the results have been a lot better from him playing. <laughs> True. Uh, I think now, Justin Jefferson may have a thing or two. Right. You have to you have to account for Justin Jefferson being close to God this season. Are you aware? I mean, we watched this game together, so I know you're mostly aware. Are you aware that Kirk Cousins threw six pickable balls and two fumbles last week? That's awful. They're, I mean, they're a fraud team. We've talked about this. But Cock keeps them going, man. Okay, so, so we've... You know what? Kellen Moore and Cock are actually very similar play callers in terms of caliber and style. They love... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I made a Kirk Cousins video for the YouTube today. I want to say, totally guessing, the Vikings ran play action on about 60% of pass plays. It's a shitload of like, like, it was literally every play in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's smart. It doesn't hurt. It certainly helps in a lot of scenarios. It certainly can't hurt either. Yeah. And obviously, like, some plays take a little longer to get developing. Even if they read you and they don't bite on the play action, you can be screwed. But you know, it helps uh, helps keep the everything easy for that quarterback. Well, I mean, Kellen Moore does a fuck ton of play action, too, with the Cowboys, though. So it's going to be a lot of play action. Who's got a better secondary? I think decidedly the Vikings. So Malik Hooker is the best secondary player in this game. He's on the Cowboys. Trevon Diggs and Cam Dantzler are... Wait, is Cam Dantzler healthy? I know he got hurt. I don't know if he's back. I believe he is still on the IR. He must have just gotten placed on it. Yeah. Uh, yep, he did uh, three days ago. That would make a lot of sense. Um. Okay, so Malik Hooker is a good safety. But then the rest of the Cowboys, like J. Ron Curse is not lit. Trevon Diggs is only good at jump balls. Justin Jefferson's obviously better at them. Yes. Wait, who are they going to fucking trot out as cornerback to? David Long? Or no, not David Long. The other, Jordan Lewis, sorry. The other Michigan slot corner. He's on the IR. Fuck, man. Who's their second corner right now? Uh, Anthony Brown. Oh, God. And he's questionable, too. And behind him, there's Kelvin Joseph and CJ Goodwin. So the Cowboys have no secondary. No. Who's starting a strong safety? Is still Jaron Curse? Yep. Okay. Meanwhile, the Vikings still have Harrison Smith, who's okay. They've got uh, that Bynum guy who's actually been pedestrian. I'm, I'm kind of impressed by how not terrible he's been. And then at corner, Patrick Peterson's been good this year. Yeah, he has actually. He he was huge in the how how they ended up pulling that game out. And then didn't he have the pick to seal it? I think he had two, including that. Yeah. Um, Shandon Sullivan's not inspiring at cornerback too. Andrew Booth has slipped to fifth on the depth chart. Eh? Wow. Talk about your all-time backfires. These secondaries are fucking bad, man. These secondaries are fucking bad. Meanwhile, I don't like the Vikings' defensive line at all. No. I think Daniel Hunter is serially overrated. I think that, uh, what's his name, Zadarius Smith is serially overrated and hurt. Oh, fuck my ass, dude. So we've got equal quarterbacks, equal coaches. We've got one defensive line that is special versus a good offensive line. Although, you know what scares me is fucking um, 
Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, last week against the Packers, he took Micah Parsons off the defensive line and made him a linebacker again. Well, that's a mistake. Yeah, I, I think that the reason they did it is because they thought the Packers were going to run the ball so much and they wanted to get a heavier set out there because Micah Parsons is a bad linebacker, but he's great at stopping the run. Yes. And he's a great defensive end, but he's not very big. So I could see, I can understand. As long as they don't do that this week, I think it'll turn out better. But we, So you've got an awesome defensive line. And then, man, oh, fuck. You know what? I think it really is going to come down to the quarterbacks. Who are you betting on in this one? Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? <laughs> I kind of want to go Kirk. Me too, and I hate it. <sighs> okay, look, looking at the lineups on PFF just makes it even more... It's just a further illustration of how fucking bad this game is. It's a crazy thing. It says this is probably like the game of the week. Easy, easily the game of the week. <laughs> easily the two the two best teams that are playing each other this week. The NFL is just terrible. But okay, so the Cowboys have that really good defensive line, right? But it's kind of like the Browns in that it's really only two defensive ends. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Vikings don't have really good defensive linemen. They're okay. But the Cowboys have a shit offensive line. They do. The Vikings are a home dog, man. I know it's one point, but still. Fuck! Like, the Vikings did just figure out a way to pull that game out. Yeah, it was because Josh Allen fumbled on a kneel down, but whatever. Yeah, it was also because Kirk Cousins had four dropped interceptions. Yeah, that helps. And two recovered fumbles. But the fucking Cowboys just lost to the Packers. Packers have been dog shit this year. Like, and it wasn't really... uh, Okay, I didn't watch the whole game, so correct me. But it wasn't like the Packers came out and remembered who they were. It looked like a bunch of bullshit completions to fucking Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. It was really bad coverage, and Dak Prescott shat down his leg. Like, really, they, if the Cowboys would have just continued running the ball, they would have easily scored touchdowns and iced the game, and then they would have scored touchdowns in overtime and iced the game. But every time they let Dak drop back, he fucked the pooch. He was accurate on 59% of his aim pass. It's very bad. League average is 74. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, like, buy into, you know, just go off recency bias. Problem is, Kirk Cousins was accurate on 62% of his passes. Yeah, he's not great either. I mean, that's that's these guys, though. <laughs> that's these guys. Fuck. I, maybe I was wrong. Maybe we shouldn't bet on this game. This is tough. I want to say Vikings. Me too. My gut says Vikings. But also, like, we know they're fraudulent. But the Cowboys are kind of fraudulent. They are. But they're I'd, better. I'd be fine locking in Vikings plus one. Because fuck it. At this point... It's a team that is what seven and one, eight and one, nine and one. How many games eight. have they played? They're eight and one. Eight and one, and it's wrong. They shouldn't be, but they keep fucking doing it. And Dallas is not a good team that I think is going to like. I think Dallas is exactly the same caliber, and Dallas has had the unlucky breaks, and Minnesota's had the lucky breaks. So maybe you go Dallas, because Minnesota does deserve to lose more often than they do. I I think you're right, but also I feel like sometimes it's a year-by-year thing and not a week-by-week on that luck. Absolutely. Where it's why we see teams that, you know, they win 11 games and the next year they win five. And it's because, like, oh, yeah, because last year they were 8-1 and in one-score games and this year they were 2-6. and Do you think... Let's play the kryptonite game. Kryptonite game usually works for us. What's Dak Prescott's kryptonite? Playing football. Ah, uh, dude, I know. <laughs> like, he doesn't have like a specific thing that I think screws him over. I think he's just always pretty consistent at being mids. You know, it's actually great. These both of these quarterbacks do have a kryptonite when they are forced to throw down the field. You know, when they are forced to play the quarterback position. Do you know what both of these defenses do? 
they play so far fucking off, you don't have to. You can just throw the check downs. They're going to check the ball down. Yeah. So the quarterbacks are not the weakness. Advantage Vikings offensive line. Advantage Cowboys defensive line. Advantage, slight advantage Vikings secondary. I'd say advantage Vikings playmakers. Justin Jefferson yeah. is better than Disc Sheep. And Gallup's not as good as Thielen. Yeah. And, and Hawkinson's Dalvin, better than Schultz. And Dalvin Cook's better than uh, Tony Pollard or the corpse of Zeke. I don't know if he's better than Tony Pollard. I think he is still. It's close. Yeah. But I, I think that we've already established the victory with the wide receivers and tight end, though. Yeah. I mean, this is telling us to bet on Minnesota. This is. This game comes down to does Michael Parsons win the game? And I think Christian Derisaw is good enough to not let him win the game. Oh, fuck, man. You just put the like the clip. I can already see it in my head of the Vikings need to, like, they're tied or down by one. They need, like, one completion for eight yards to get into field goal range. And Kirk doesn't have his first read open and just gets absolutely swallowed by Michael Parsons to end the game. I would like to add that it is not the one o'clock slate. That's that's not great for Kirk. Kirk is well. Let's see the thing is Kirk is not that bad in the four o'clock. Yeah, three o'clock. Three o'clock. You're Central Time boy now. Yeah, but I work on Eastern Time, so I'm all fucked up. Vikings. I I think it's Vikings. It's like Vikings. I feel like we're we're just, we're looking for reasons to not bet on the Vikings because we think they're fraudulent. Yeah, I was gonna point. say the reason that it's the Vikings is because there's no fucking justice in this world. <laughs> no, there isn't. There's the Vikings aren't going to lose this game simply because they deserve to have won fewer games than they've won. Every game stands on its own, and I think they're slightly better than the Cowboys, and they're at home. Yeah, and the Cowboys are coming off of heartbreak, and the Vikings are fucking feeling themselves. Yeah, I mean, you could make the argument that the Cowboys are going to come out angry, whereas the Vikings, like, they're going to make fucking playoffs already. <laughs> like the. They just have to exist. Yeah, but nobody respects the Vikings, so they're going to have that fucking chip on their shoulder. That's a good point. All right. I, I think we, we just stopped Hammond and Hahn locking in at Vikings plus one. Vikings plus one. It's a very reluctant cha-ching. And even at that point, do you want to do money line? Because you get a little bit better odds. Yeah, sure. Give me the money line to get the extra fucking hundred bucks on the bet. Sure. All right. Well, let's move on to Sunday night. Fuck. Took a lot out. A lot of energy. That actually drained me. And it also, I realized that I'm saying fuck every time we say we're going to the next game. <laughs> it's okay. Who's Sunday night? Chiefs Chargers. We're recording. I didn't know that. Sunday night football. Yeah, we have do the that Kansas City voice. Chiefs going to play the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are plus seven. Fuck! <laughs> I actually think the Chiefs are the bet. We just can't keep doing this. <laughs> Chiefs are a better team. Yeah, by a lot. It's seven. I broke down the fucking Justin Herbert film. Do you know what happened every single time Justin Herbert had more than one negative play on a drive? Punt. Punt. If he had more than one incomplete pass on a drive, punt. Yeah, he's their everything. And they don't even let him do everything. Like, it'd be one thing if he was their everything and they're like, yo, Justin, just go out there and fucking make things happen. They're like, no, 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 no. Eight yard curls. By the way, here's a fun fact. Every single third down, they run the same play. It doesn't matter what the down and distance is. Every single third down, their running back goes into the flat, and their tight end goes into the slightly deeper flat on the other side of the field, and they throw it to the tight end. They're poorly coached. Extremely. 
We've got the better quarterback in Justin Herbert. I said that. We've got infinitely better coaching in Kansas City, infinitely better playmakers, infinitely better defensive personnel, actually, because Derwin James sucks ass and Khalil Mack's the only player on their defense who's anything. Mm-hmm. It's in L.A.? Yes. So it's a home game for the Chiefs. I was about to say, either way, it's a home game. Seven and a half? Seven. Just seven? It's about to go to seven and a half. It's about to go to six and a half. Yeah, I'm tired. I know. That Vikings team took a lot out of me, too. I, I know. I've, I feel like I'm going to need to drink a coffee just to go home. I'll get you. We got you. So, do we take the Chiefs at six and a half? Do we have the gall? I mean, we're in fuck it week of let's take the good teams. Dude, I know. That's so stupid. Oh, it's, it's really brain dead shit, but... Brain dead shit has worked all year. I know. This season has been, if you just go like, hey, I think that team's going to win. You're winning your bets. It's if you actually like go and go, huh, well, this team, their trends have been this. You just need to fucking chuck it football. It's it's underdogs and teams that keep winning but don't deserve to. Yeah. I'm telling you, fucking chuck it football. Okay. I just looked at what the Monday night game is. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go Chiefs. Yeah. I think I think we have to. I mean, do we even have five with that? We're still going to have to go pick some maybes, aren't we? No, I think that that's it. We've got Buffalo, Philly, Oakland, Minnesota, and Kansas City. I forgot we bet on Vegas. I fucking hate, I hate this week. But you know what? Our alternatives are adding Tennessee, which is Thursday Night Football, and therefore God says no. Uh, New Orleans over L.A., which feels <laughs> icky, but is totally right. <sighs> No, that's totally right. I, it is, but I can't. I can't bet on that game. Why? Like it feels so. Gross. Are the Rams the worst team in the NFL? They probably are right now. Are the Saints? They're damn near with how they've been playing. Can John Wolford beat them? Because it looks like Stafford is still in concussion protocol. But can't he clear that on like Saturday? So we make it a contingency bet. If Stafford plays, no bet. So we just have to wait till Sunday to make. Wait the bet. until Sunday. I'm okay with that because I don't. That just means that I can punt this till the end of the week. We'll know by Saturday morning if he's playing. Yeah, and then New England over Jets, which I don't actually like. No. So I want to bet Tennessee and New Orleans. I do. I I think there. It's like I don't love any really any. I was going to say we have. I was going to say I don't love Tennessee away on a Thursday. Do you have anything fucking better? Right. Like it's probably the best bet of the week. Yeah, here's here's Kansas City at minus six and a half against a division rival away. With, with, with the best quarterback in the NFL for my money. He's past Brady, really. No. Okay. I We don't need to do that tangent. We have tangented. That's not a word. I, I We've ridden enough tangents. There we go. Um, Let's not bet this game because I don't want to bet against a great quarterback at home. It's that simple. So we're not doing... Chiefs? No, we can't do Chiefs minus six. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's the right. I don't know. I feel like all of these, though. Bro, Patrick are the Mahomes right. has had so many stinkers this year. Like, it, it, all it takes is a Patrick Mahomes stinker and Justin Herbert doing Justin Herbert thing. Okay, so are we going to take the, the Chiefs off and we're going to put the Titans in? You're goddamn straight. Okay, Thursday night. Titans! Thursday night, you sultry bitch. We cannot leave you alone. It's like trying to get back with your ex. You go over there expecting something, and it may even start off pretty nice, but before you leave, you remember exactly why the fuck they're your ex. Yep, and we, we talk ourselves into a Thursday bet. Yeah, we're, no, Every we're, week. we're texting our ex. Mm-hmm. We are texting our ex. We are not only texting our ex because it's a Thursday night game and we're betting on the away team, but it's also the motherfucking Tetons. Yep, this time's going to be different. 
I don't like how you said that or how true it is. That was that was the goal. I want it to be. Uh, I want it to be Monday Night Football so we could be done with this week. Yeah, please, God, let's let's just do that. Do it. Moving on to Monday Night Football, going to Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. We have the San Francisco 49ers going to play the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are plus eight. This is why we needed to get our bets straight, because I can't touch this shit. Yeah, fuck this game. If Colt McCoy's playing, there's just too much value on Arizona to bet on San Francisco, but San Francisco is so much better. Yeah, and eight's a big number, but it's not, like, massive enough for what I think the talent disparity is here. If Kyler's playing, I think you have to bet 49ers. Yes, but I don't think he will play. If he plays, it goes down to minus six, too. Yeah. I'm happy we get a Mexico City game. Altitude. I know. Players probably won't hate it. Won't like it, but... Do they already have week 12 lineup? Oh, that's the Thanksgiving games. Yee, buddy. Gnarly. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. Now, the night game is the only one I want to bet on, and I'm going to bet big. Okay, well, I think we've wrapped up this not not great week. It's a terrible week. So let's go through our bets. Starting off the week, Tennessee plus, wait, we doing plus three or we doing money line? Is it three and a half? I think it's going to go to three and a half, which is then our value. Yeah, it's totally going to go to three and a half. Get that at three and a half. Again, it's asymmetric risk. It's currently at three even. So if it falls down to three, one, ten or three, one, fifteen, whatever. Yeah, but it won't. Um, next up, we have Buffalo minus nine. Minus Minus eight and a half. Dope. We know there are a lot of nine-point pushes, so... Uh, next up, Philadelphia minus six, is it? Six and a half? Six and a half. Oh, boy. Dude, they're playing Jeff Saturday. Yeah, they are. Oakland. <laughs> money line. We're doing money line? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Plus 125? Whenever you I, think uh... Russ is at the bottom, he's not. And even if that means we're betting on the fucking Raiders this season. Next up. Wait, that's four? That is four. Who's our fifth? uh, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota minus one in the coin flip bowl. We're doing money line for them, too. Yeah, we are. Uh, Bonus bet? Kansas City? Oh, New Orleans contingent upon Nomad Stafford. Correct. Is that our bonus bet? No, that is probably our best bet. I, I know. That's that's the other thing. What is our bonus bet? Kansas City? New England? Our bonus bet is Minnesota if Stafford doesn't play. Why Minnesota? Because it's my least favorite of those. Oh, I see what you're saying. So Minnesota will go to best bet. So, okay. Our, our favorite bet is Tennessee, yeah? I think so, yeah. Our second favorite bet is Philly. Yeah. Our third favorite bet is Buffalo. Our fourth favorite bet is Vegas. Our fifth favorite bet is Minnesota. Our second favorite bet is New Orleans against a Matt Staffordless Rams. But if Stafford is playing, we don't like this bet at all. So if Stafford is hurt and misses the week, we definitely take New Orleans. If Stafford is playing, we get the fuck away from that. Yes. And then our best bet is going to be Philadelphia and Buffalo teased. So it's going to be Philadelphia money line and Buffalo minus two and a half. Sounds good to me. And that'll be at minus 120 odds, because it's a teaser. And that's a two-unit play. Okay, that's that's week 11. It sucks. 
I hate it, and it's bad. Yeah, I I don't feel good about this week. Granted, we felt great about last week, and last week fucking sucked. I also really love the Philadelphia Buffalo teaser. Yeah, that one I do like. Because I think both of those teams are going to try to get margin because they're both, they got embarrassed. Yeah, and they're just vastly superior teams. Yeah, there are three teams in this league right now who are worth a goddamn. The Buccaneers are trying to join that rank, but Byron Leftwich keeps on shooting them directly in the kneecap. Hey, you're one of the few only people that thinks they're up near that rank right now. Well, I don't think they're there yet. I think that they would be there if they had average coaching. Okay, that's that's fair. Which is why Byron Leftwich shoots them in the kneecap, preventing them from getting there. I think that they're, like, average right now. I think it's a combo of Byron and Todd Bowles, but... I don't think Tom Brady's helping them too much either in the play-calling department. Yes, we, we've we've tangented again, which I'm just going to start using as a word. Welcome. I think on that note, we could ask people to keep betting on football games. Lord knows we have to. Asta. Asta. <laughs>